It is our weekly uh, appearance from Nikki Collin, coach of the number five ranked Baylor women. And uh, Nikki, that is, uh, it's always fun. I, I think more for fans than probably coaches and players, but to see kind of where you end up each week. Do the voters reward you? Do they do they not reward you enough? And it is, uh, it's nice to see the uh, the Bears back in the top five in the country. How does, uh, uh, do you just kind of on Mondays, do you take a small peek at that? I know your social media and everything belts that out. Uh, does that, uh, does that, does a coach spend any time at least uh, taking a peek at, at those numbers where, where you're ranked? No, not really. I mean, honestly, like it's, um, someone, someone asked the question in media yesterday, if like, there's more of a target on their back, our back. And I just said, you know, I feel like the target's been squarely there from the day I was hired. So, you know, whether it's the targets on our back because, you know, of, of the success and the expectation here, um, whether it's um, a target's on our back because people think we're vulnerable and, you know, we're like, this is our chance or whether it's the targets on our back now, because, you know, teams have opportunity to move up and, and, and play spoiler or improve their seed in the tournament or, you know, whatever that reason is, I, I don't think, I don't think the target changes if we're five or we're 10 or we're 15. Um, because I think the name across the front of the Jersey um, has a history, you know, and, yeah. and, and there, it's, it's got a respect. And so, um, you know, I just want us to play good basketball and, yeah. you know, let, let the chips, you know, I, I'm sometimes more interested in, where are they sending us like what you know and not even from a seating perspective it's just you know when you look at it and you you see like them say that that UConn wouldn't be in Bridgeport for some reason I just I I just feel like the committee will find a way for UConn to be in the Bridgeport regional like regardless of their seed I feel like they'll find a way (laughs) yeah yeah it is uh interesting when um I mean it speaks to UConn's dominance it speaks to uh Baylor's dominance that uh the you know UConn finally loses a conference game and you know you'd think the world was about to end and uh, the 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 great thing is I, you know I think sometimes you need to you know a program needs to show that it's mortal or it, it can uh, it can be knocked off to to then to then show and then I think what uh, what your team has done in response to some of those early losses has been uh, rather remarkable the. Um, it has to be fascinating, I think, for you. I know it is as a fan to have two of these situations now where you go two and two games in three days against the same team, and then you go two um, two games in four days against a team. And TCU is one of those weird teams that it's just they may, like we've talked about, their, their record, same thing with Oklahoma State to a certain extent. Record may not show it, but their pesky is all get out. Um, it, uh, that, it, it was that the whole thing that you had to do with these uh with with seeing these teams is there any advantage to that or is that like a is that kind of almost bothersome to a coach to to have uh to have that happen i saw the conferences during the pandemic last year play these like two game sets within two days or whatever which was very weird i think conference usa did some of that what from a coaching perspective how has that been you know, for for me, I think there there are advantages. I mean, I, I think if you're going to have a quick turnaround, um, playing the same opponent, um, then you're you're not having to put a whole new game plan in. As as a staff, you're you're prepared for that first game, and so the key to the second game is just really studying the first game. 
Um, so for a preparation perspective, it's nice. I mean, you know, obviously um, coming from the pros, like we, we did that, you know, we played series, you know, we played yeah. Eastern conference, you know, and, and so, um, you know, it becomes a little bit of a chess match. I think that the two series were di- different in that obviously versus Texas, you have the rivalry component um, that, you know, the true natural rival where from a, even though we won the first game, I don't think our team, felt like going into the second game at Texas that, you know, it was going to give us like an edge or that we still didn't have to compete at a really high level. Um, my fear against TCU and, you know, guarding against kind of the, the letdown, the, okay, even though they played us, TCU played us incredibly well for, for almost three full quarters here at home. You know, we really didn't start to get away until the end of the third um, and where we actually broke it open early in the third at TCU, but I, I think sometimes what's left in your your mind is like, okay, we beat them by 25, therefore um, it's going to be easier. And I just don't think, you know, ironically, both series had us playing at home first and then on the road first. And I think yeah. you have to be better on the road. You just have to be 15 points better. Um, you know, fortunately for us, playing at TCU, it was almost like a home crowd um, because I'm, I'm 100% sure that we had – the bulk of the the fans there were were in green and gold um, instead of purple, um, but you know just the nature of being on the road. Like I I just think that the advantages you know the preparation's a little bit easier. The disadvantage just kind of comes in the mental component at times. You know getting players to understand like that this could be a trap game. You know really this could be a trap game if we aren't if we aren't ready to play because the one thing that team does is is still play really really hard. You know and and Coach Peebley afterwards was like man if it was just a 20 minute game, like, you know, they've had some really, really um, close matchups with some really good teams in this yeah. league, um, you know, and just haven't been able to put, you know, four quarters together, but, but they're going to, I mean, that, that's the thing, like in any league, I feel like that, you know, that, it, that a team in the bottom third of a league can come up and rise up and beat someone because you still look at them and say, Lauren Hurd's a fifth year senior, Michelle Berry's a fifth year senior you have these players that, that know what it takes to win basketball games. Yeah. Uh, talking to Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, it did, it did cross my mind, Nikki, that last night uh, Scott uh, Drew is getting a little taste of what you've seen pretty much the whole season. You know, a, a, a six, a six woman or maybe a seven woman uh, uh, rotation. You got about two folk, two people you can bring off the bench. Scott's got Scott the other day Scott really had a taste of it because I think he had about six available to him so did uh, did Scott has Scott ask you hey what do you do what do you do with a short bench Nikki <laughs> no I mean I I think that um, <laughs> you know I, I've I've said it from the beginning you know certainly you don't want to be in this situation because there's always the knock on wood you know what happens if um, yeah you know but but I think that when you have seven players who get considerable minutes, um, everyone, everyone's ready. You know, they know they're going to get minutes. It's not yeah. four minutes one game and 12 minutes the next game. It's not what's the opponent look like. It's like this, this is our rotation. And we've got to figure out how to maneuver the pieces at times. We, you know, can play Kate at the three and play three bigs. We can, um, you know, we really haven't gone small um, this season with four guards and a big, but we probably could in, in the right situation. If, if we had significant 
foul trouble. I mean, for us, you know, as long as we stay healthy and that's, you know, I, I think that um, I have no fear because I feel like we have the right, the right seven. Um, and yeah. we can, we can kind of maneuver the lineup however we need it, but I certainly wouldn't want to want to be one shorter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I did no, notice in, in um, kind of watching, um, observing the, TCU game the other day, and it was fun to have the the Bears crowd show up in mass like they uh, like they tend to do. But um, I, I was looking back at some of the minutes, and it has to be nice that uh, Jade Owens can give you, I think it was twenty five minutes, and and then mm-hmm. and not not only give you the minutes. Sometimes you put players out there, and you're like, okay, not only do we need you to eat minutes, it, it'd be nice to get some production. And I, I think it's seven points, three you know two or three or four assists or something like that. That uh, I, I I mean that's a player that I I just think probably you have to encourage her sometimes. Okay, shoot the ball. Don't be afraid to shoot the ball. I don't and um and, and there just seems to be a, a a confidence. Is that what you're seeing on your end as well? Yeah, and I think that's hopefully that that helps turn the page. This game is so mental. Um, yeah, it just is. It's the difference between winning close games and losing close games. Is like what's what's at the core of your belief system in that moment? You know, do you feel good in that moment? Do you feel like you're going to win? Are you trying to convince yourself um, that you can win or should win? Like what it, it's why, you know, I think so often teams that win um, in close situations, they, they get to that situation. They're like, okay, we've been here. We've done this. We know how to finish this out. And teams that have often lost in those situations. Okay. We've been here. We know what happens, you know, and yeah. you're trying to convince yourself. Um, I, I think the game is that way for individuals as well. And um, I think Jaden has known her role all year. Um, what I love about Jaden is she understands that she's not the first option offensively when she's in the game, um, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing because she's always going to be surrounded by um, players who can take and make shots at the same time, you know, she's open. There's a reason she's open. And, you know, even with Caitlin Bickle, I mean, we believe she's a capable three point shooter. Her numbers do not say that. <laughs> the analytics <laughs> do not say that this season, you know, and so to see her hit a three against the zone, um, you know, and, and she took two, then that gave her the confidence to take two more that were halfway down, you know, like she, she could use one of those two for three games, you know, from three, because I think it changes the dynamic of, of, you know, what we look like because she's such a good passer, you know, but people aren't defending her, you know, I mean, we do the same thing when we, when we scout opponents, we base a lot of it off analytics. We base a lot of it out off of their shot charts and, and where they score and where they don't. And so, you know, their chain is going to be open. You know, it's just it's the reality of, of the the roll of the dice that you take in scouting. Like, you know, we're not going to give Jamie a three, but we're going to give, even though she's 0 for 7 in that game, but uh-huh. we're going to give, you know, Jaden a three because we base it off of numbers. We base it off of, you know, and, and sometimes career statistics players can get in slumps. Um, but I think Jaden is very capable. Um, you know, I, I think when she's, when she's dialed in and taking care of the basketball and, you know, uh, making things happen on defense and, and then just, you know, kind of can take and make some of those open shots. Um, it goes a long way towards like our bench production and being able to, um, sit Sarah a little longer, sit Jordan a little longer, sit James, you know, like when you have a four guard rotation, you can play all those guys, you know, 28 minutes and still get 28 minutes off your bench. Um, you know, and, and believe me, none of those starters only want to play 28 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if I rest list five minutes, she wishes I would have rested her too, 
You know, I mean, it's just the nature of basketball. Like players, players want to play. Um, you know, but I think being able, like getting great production from Kate, getting great production from Jaden off the bench, just just gives us a chance to be more balanced. Gives us a chance knowing, hey, if we want to win a Big 12 conference tournament championship, we're going to have to play three days in a row. Can we? Can we, at the best of our ability, you know, give rest when we can and 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 really, you know, utilize our bench effectively. Well, you know, speaking of conference championships, y'all are, uh, you know, early in the season, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And now you're, now you're on this roll, number five in the country. Um, how do you kind of uh, look at these last, you know, this last stretch of games? You got Oklahoma State. You go there. This Kansas team is very interesting. They've been hovering around top twenty-five forever. Have we figured out a way, by the way, to uh, just let the I mean, I know you and I talk about the logistics of this sometimes, but if everybody's going to show up for college game day, shouldn't they be allowed to stay right there in their seats for that 2 uh, uh, o'clock game Saturday? I I think we we were (laughs) discussing some of those logistics uh, about 30 minutes ago, and some of it's on our student activities and and all of that. But, yeah, I I think there's got to be a creative way um, to keep students – you know, around and, and not in line for men's tickets, um, you know, while our game is going on. So hopefully, hopefully we can figure something out and truly make it at least for students, uh, you know, a, a double header of, of sorts, a true double header, even though there's time in between. And, um, and Kansas is good. I mean, really, um, they, they have a, a tough stretch, obviously here, these last four yeah. games for them. Um, but I just think that, you know, there's there's no there's no sure wins. I don't I don't feel like you know I feel like we have to show up and play really good basketball at Oklahoma State. Yeah, you know, they had won two in a row and were playing really well going into their K State game, and then they they really guarded K State well. They just couldn't couldn't hit an open shot. You know, couldn't uh, miss layups in transition. Like it was just one of those games where they just couldn't put the ball in the basket. But defensively, they did what they needed to do um, to compete with K State, and so. You know, the approach for us down the stretch is we control our destiny, but we can only control it one day at a time and one game at a time. And, you know, we, we certainly have have watched what else has happened, you know, when, when other teams match up and, and, you know, what might be the best for us. But ultimately what we can control is what, what we do. We can control our attitude and our effort, our preparation going into each game. And so, you know, I think with Kansas situation, you know, it's obviously been a long time since we've played them and, you know, they, they just, they're playing good basketball. They've won seven in a row. Um, you know, and I, I think that when you win, we talked about this before, how mental the game is, um, you know, they've won the games they were supposed to win, you know, relative to, to where they're at. And when you win that, that feeds confidence and they've won close games. They won a close game against TCU. They've won, won a close game against Texas Tech in their last game. Like, that's what you do when you're in that, that midst of, of winning and being in those situations. You make the plays late that you need to make to win a basketball game, and I think they've done that even twice in the last week. Yeah, and then Iowa State on the horizon after that, but I, it's uh, this is going to be a fascinating stretch to watch. I'll let you focus on Oklahoma State, Nikki, and uh, whoever, our, like our fan engagement person, I think that's Aaron Bean, our student folks, um, or you know whoever that is, I'll try to figure out some of that, okay? Because I, okay, I don't, hey, yeah, I, feel, feel free to feel free to give ideas. I'm just going to be back here, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to win the next one, and and uh, yeah, so 
Yeah, it's uh, it's and of course we can't help but look look ahead and see some of these teams that, uh, you know, some of the matchups that could happen down the road. By the way, what a what a time for women's college basketball! I think the other day, that that South Carolina game had eighteen thousand. I think that was a sellout uh, yeah. at that arena, either eighteen or nineteen thousand. And so you know that kind of thing the used LSU, to be. LSU had almost fourteen. Yeah. Um, on uh, yesterday against Florida. Yesterday, day before yesterday, Sunday, some huge crowds. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, this isn't just a, a student situation. We're going to turn around in the next couple of weeks and obviously, like, um, have have the Kansas game, which is going to be great because it's an alumni game. And we've got, I know, over 50 alumni from, you know, the last three, four decades um, coming back, which will be amazing. Um, but then, then our last home game is senior day. And, you know, we, we, we definitely need this community to support especially at spring break that week so you know students are going to be hard to come by so you know just this community really embracing the senior class and what they've meant to this university and so hopefully you know we can build momentum you know these with you know two home games to go yeah well i saw that y'all were reaching out the alumni game i mean that that's that's going to be really cool and uh i mean you've got so many greats over the past uh to come back, I'm, I bet you're already getting really good feedback and have people lined up. But that'll be uh, that's another really exciting, and I think you're all doing a great job of, uh, you know, creating even you know on top of the great basketball some cool uh, things to do with each game that come with it. If if we wouldn't get like ice, you know, I, every once in a while at this point, Nikki, I'm sure you're like me. It's like the minute you announce something like a big alumni game or whatever. You're like, okay, is the ice coming? <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a wintry mix or whatever, but I think I think it should be kind of moved out by this weekend. Y'all be careful on the way to uh, Oklahoma State, obviously. But yeah, I think I don't everything. Think we're gonna have any issues getting there today. Our, our our biggest question mark is getting home, but we will yeah. definitely. We I think we're gonna beat anything um, up there and not have any issues. But it it'll be like do we end up having to stay um, yeah. is probably the bigger part of it. The uh, I had I, I had to while I had you I had to ask about this because you have played and coached at, at, at all levels. The um, the handshake line, what we witnessed the other day with Juwan Howard, and that that's become a huge story. And of course, it 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 can't just be about hey that was awful and Juwan's apologized. Now it has to be a national debate over like should we outlaw handshake lines? Which uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. Tom Izzo has just gone off I on did. that. I watched it. I watched it, and you know. It was kind of one of those can I, can you get an amen because you know I just I just feel like you know we're we're trying you know I know they're trying to raise young men we're trying to grow young women um, you know and it's it's part of good sportsmanship is and I loved what he said I loved what he said in that interview about hey like I recruited that kid that I just played against and got to know his family and I'm glad they're in the Big Ten and it's sometimes your opportunity to to kind of say that um, to people like win or lose, like we, we have to have um, the sportsmanship to understand that we can compete on the floor, but we can be great people off the floor and appreciate good basketball and appreciate competition and appreciate what, what we get paid to do. And I think part of it is, is, you know, being able to um, congratulate an opponent. That's just part of it. You know, that's different. Like maybe in a series, you know, you're in a three-game series in the pros. Like, maybe you don't congratulate them until the end of game three or the end of game yeah, five or the end of yeah. game seven. I get that. Like, compete like heck. 
but then like let's 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 show the respect that everybody deserves in those situations and and certainly don't get me started on whether you should or shouldn't call a timeout or you should or shouldn't press at the end of a game um you know I find myself at times like even asking the question like hey when it's time to clear my bench I can't I can't you know like (laughs) I've only got four people over there so at some point someone's got to stay in you know and um but but I but I certainly try to you know pay respect to our opponents in those situations and um, treat people the right way and certainly don't want to give people bulletin board material for the next time but but I also think we have to understand that we are competing and it's a 40-minute game and you know, we, we have to be willing to understand that that's what we're doing. You know, we're, we're competing, we're competing for 40 minutes. And so this idea that someone should or shouldn't do something, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I just think we have to have respect for the game and one another and, and not read things into things that aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Although if, if, uh, if, if, if Vic and, uh, and coach Gerlich want to, want to square off after a game it's okay just wait till after the handshake line right <laughs> <laughs> right i mean I, I just i don't know i'm just like maybe i'm wired differently like i i'm incredibly competitive um but i just think there's there's right and wrong ways to handle handle yeah. yourself and and so you know and here's the irony of all that like I, and this isn't me um in that situation but i got to know greg guard when i was very young like he was at uw Platteville you know, with Bo Ryan back when I was working Bo Ryan camp, you know? And so, you know, I, I know kind of, I've known him since I was like 18 years old. So I've probably known him for, you know, almost 30 years. And, and, uh, you know, I, I just think sometimes we're, we're so in a hurry to make judgments on what did or didn't happen when, you know, there's two guys that know what happened period. Um, and we can speculate based on recall. We can speculate, um, and, and we all know two people can look at the same situation and and have to- see it through totally different lenses, and it gets confusing. Um, the reality is both of them probably should have just walked by and shook hands and kept it moving, you know. Yeah. And it's very easy later to have a conversation, you know, when when your tempers have cooled. It's why I I've even said, and I think people are shocked by this, but so often, like I don't go into the locker room after a game and address a game because sometimes the best thing to do is let the emotions of the moment you know, watch the game film. Okay. Now let's meet, let's talk about what we had, what we didn't do well and what got us beat or what we have to fix. Um, and I think it's understanding that there, there are emotions. It's the beauty of sports. They're high, high and, and low lows, you know, and the difference between us being, you know, winning 11, of our last 12 and 12 of our last 12 is one basket, you know, as one basket against Oklahoma, Jordan Lewis makes that last basket, you know, the game's totally different and the emotions, related to that are 180 degrees high high low low you know mm-hmm. and so sports yeah. are crazy but it's what makes them beautiful too it's what makes yeah. us like let, like live this way is is that we we're comfortable in this space of, of having to you know live with the highs live with the lows and, and try to keep you know um keep a, a steady approach to things um kind of through those high highs and low lows yeah and who knows that the uh you know, if you win that game, do you win the next, all these other games like you have? I mean, it just, right. you never know how the whole know. thing plays yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's uh, always fun to catch up with you and uh, best of luck and also good luck getting home. And, um, but uh, you got until Saturday. Okay. So, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> okay. you got, you got some runway 
at uh, at, at making this happen, and then hopefully yeah, we'll all gather. And still, still water for an extra three days. But <laughs> that's right. Uh, only only your old buddy Gottlieb would want to do something exactly, like that. You know, Although to Eskimo yeah. Joe's and yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's, uh, that's I think right. we'll be all right. I think we'll get back, and we've got we've got a big alumni dinner on Friday night, so we'll make sure we're back for that. So. Oh, okay. And do you know what they're serving at that yet? Um, I do not know. No, I, okay. I, I don't get into the, the nitty gritty on the menu. <laughs> that's right. That's you. Stay in my lane, Matt. I got to stay that's in my right. lane to some degree. That's, that's right. I remember you skipping some kind of buffet, and it ended up being an okay thing at one of y'all's uh, trip to the islands here recently. But, right, exactly. Uh, but exactly. Yes. Well, great to great to catch up. I appreciate it, and uh, best of luck against the uh, the cowgirls. I think we still call them the cowgirls um, uh, tomorrow night. Thanks so much, Matt. You bet. And uh, there she is, Nikki Collin, with her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And coming up, Aaron Rodgers. What did his Instagram note mean? We try to read between the lines. That is next. <laughs> 